Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, as always, joined by fellow co-founder of the Mock Sports, Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always a pleasure to be here. Great week last week. So, yeah, pretty keen for this one as well. Some good races. Yes, some very good races. Uh, I'll be watching them from home on the couch, uh, recovering, as I had quite the eventful uh, weekend last weekend, and I'm about to have another one. Woke up with a kidney stone at the ripe old age of 20, mate. Can you believe it? Yeah, mate. Um, not not aging like a fine wine, as we've been talking about with some of the horses and some of the other jockeys that we were saying in some of our interviews, but... Um, yeah, wow, not not too good, mate. Yeah, no, the body is breaking down uh, already. It's not looking good, but um, unfortunately wasn't able to make it to Chipping Norton, as I promised, I think, last week on air, so I won't be making the promise that I'll be trackside for Guinea's Day because, unfortunately, I won't be. I won't be able to see the big, great Zach Purton live in, in the flesh as he flies in to ride Artorias. But um, as you mentioned last week, races-wise, not health-wise, was a big week for us. We got six big wins, including... Your very own, Ruby Kisses, won it big money. Yeah, mate, $15 odds. Yeah, very good race uh, on the Friday night down the outside and just ran at home. So, yeah, it was good. It's the first time my old man didn't put money on it because he told me it was no chance. But, um, yeah, I was happy to have a good um, 10 bucks on it. So, walk away with 150 not too bad. Yeah, well, that was the mail. That was It's such a hard horse to catch because the mail was, nah, it was, prize money run. We're trying to just get a bit of prize money. Don't think it's going to win. And she won. And wins. When you tell, get told, oh, it's good chance, runs last. Such a hard horse to catch, but luckily you were able to tip it on the potty. So counts towards our total at the end of the year. Made you look like a bit of a genius, even though it was just a family horse, but we take those. But um, another big win of yours, your best bet, finally got on the board, Mogo Magic. It was, you know, short, yeah. but justified that quite nicely. Oh, yeah, it was obviously the best horse in the race. I didn't actually get to see the race. I was at, um, at Cricket, but, yeah, it was always going to win, I thought, and it was my best of the day for the reason. And, um, yeah, hopefully it can go on and show us what it's made of. Yeah. Next, Shelby 66, perhaps, because, of course, Shelby 66 won last year's Chipping Norton Day uh, Highway in impressive fashion, then went on to run the next six weeks straight, won a Group 1 as well. Highways to Group 1 within a matter of a few weeks. It was an incredible story. Is Mogo Magic the next uh, big success story from country to Group 1? I don't think it's a Group 1 winner. I think it can get into the group races for sure. If It won, but it's it's a pretty good horse. Like it's, it's been I, faultless its whole career. Yeah, so um, it looks it looks a pretty good horse, but I don't think it's going to be getting up to the Group 1. Like you can see Shelby 66 now is always that horse that's, it's not going to be the same. So oh no, it was a very it was an all in sort of thing running at six weeks straight on the saturated decks. Took a lot out of that horse, and it's only just started to recover from it and putting in more consistent runs now. So a year later, but hopefully Mogo Magic goes on to big things. I think, like you said, not sure if he's a Group One winner, but I wouldn't be surprised if in a few months' time we see him lining up in stakes, quality races, listed races, Group Threes, Group Twos. Who knows if he wins? But faultless in his whole career, trials have been immaculate, races have been immaculate to date. 
won't be in the highways for very much longer if he even continues to be in the highways. Let's see what the benchmark grading does for him, but I think he'll be rising through the grades pretty easily. Uh, a few other horses that were pretty good on the weekend, Alligator Blood and Animo, both stars, both got the job done. How good is it, mate, to just see the stars run well? Oh, they were both, both, they were both always going to win. That was for sure. And um, Alligator Blood, I was really confident on um, after that. Obviously, that chat with Timmy Clark gave us a lot of insight into the horse, what it's kind of looking into, the all-star mile it's going to be prepping in this autumn carnival. Um, yeah, so I was very confident first up with Alligator Blood, lead the whole way. And um, I'm thunderstruck. That's at a big talking point as well. Mm. Uh, I just want to bring that up quickly. What are your thoughts? Just not looking the same horse as it was last year in the spring, was it? Yeah, no, I don't know where his turn of foot's gone. My theory is that, you know, like we said last week with Alligator Blood, the worry was maybe Blake Shin, different jockey, as good as Blake Shin is, sometimes all you need is your jockey to be on. No excuses this time. But Jamie Carr comes back. Uh, I would say Mark Zara's I'm Thunderstruck jockey, not Jamie Carr. As good as Jamie Carr is, the results show he's had more success under Mark Zara. Jamie Carr's taken over after she got off Zaki. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know. But uh, You can't, can't really say anything for sure, but I think maybe whack Mark Zara back on and see what happens. But I'm not ruling I'm Thunderstruck out yet. This is going to be the prep that determines it in a couple of weeks' time. He's going to be at the All-Star Mile. If he runs flat again... Maybe it'll be time to throw him in the bin. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think he wins a start this prep. Whether it be the big race or not, I'm not too sure. Hasn't been impressive so far. Mm-hmm. Very concerning signs if I'm in the camp, but promising signs as a very talented horse has shown in the past. So, like you said, this prep's the determining point for I'm um, Thunderstruck. Whereas whether my money will be with I'm Thunderstruck again. Yeah, no. But um, back to Alligator Blood. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember, because I know there was one horse on the weekend that uh, actually pulled up and walked over the line. I can't remember if it was Mogo Magic or Alligator Blood, but that's just how good Alligator Blood was. Did it with ease, plenty in the tank. Looks good. It looks good. Like you said, Timmy Clark gave us all the insight. He went perfectly to plan. The only thing that was different, Timmy Clark wasn't on board. Blake Shin was on board because... Clarky's made the decision to stay in Sydney with the two-year-olds, which would have been a tough decision, but we move he's on made it. and he's made it. And now Blake Shin is Alligator Blood's jockey going forward. All right. From one good run on the weekend to another, Animo, he won his eighth group one. I asked you this now. Is Animo a champion? Does he deserve to be talked about amongst one of the greatest horses of all time? I put it this way. I know you strongly believe in this. I compare Animo very, pretty closely to Very Elegant in the fact they've got similar Group 1 wins. Yeah. Cox Plate being the best weight-for-age race in Australia. Yes. Not as big as the Melbourne Cup, I will agree, but still the second biggest race in Australia, apart, oh, unless you put the Everest or whatever, biggest, like, race. Definitely a champion horse. Animo is a champion, in yeah. your opinion. If you consider Very Elegant as a champion, I consider Animo as a champion. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. He is now on equal footing to Very Elegant, in my opinion, and he now has eight group ones. He could finish the autumn with 
10, go on to Europe, finish with 11, then maybe retire as they're probably going to because of the stud fees. The stud fees will be astronomical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then maybe go to spring. If he does, of course, that'll definitely be his last prep. To go around, maybe get another Cox plate in him. But like you said, compare the races that Very Elegant have won. Cox plate, sub out for the Melbourne Cup. But, you know, Chipping Norton, Very Elegant won that two years straight. Before that, Winks dominated the race. Apollo Stakes, Very Elegant dominated it. Before that, Winks had dominated it. So very similar races have been won by Animo in successive fashion. I think if you call horses like Very Elegant a champion, which I personally do, Animo has to be one. And he could surpass Very Elegant. And I'll ask you again, in our very short time, arguably, we've only been invested in horse racing for a few years, but is Animo the best horse that you've seen personally so far? It's a tough one. What do you think? My heart still rests with Very Elegant, but by the end of the autumn, Animo could surpass it as the best versatile horse that I've come into contact with. Like versatile, yes. We've yeah. like I'll, I'll that comes with an asterisk because we've only been invested in the last few years. Of course, we've grown up with seeing Maccabi Diva, Black Caviar, Winks. We were like, oh, cool, but we didn't really care that much because we weren't eighteen. We weren't in love with the game of horse racing. So technically the only champions that we've seen go around is Nature Strip. And yes, Nature Strip is a champion. Don't argue with me on that. Very elegant and Animo. So we've been pretty spoiled in our last two years that we've gotten three very, very good horses. But I would think by the end of the autumn, Animo could be the best of the bunch that I've seen. Oh, yeah. I think it's close. Very elegant was very, very good. And that Melbourne Cup just topped it off when no one 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 expected it. Dry deck, out to 3,200. Chris Waller, the master, bang, perfectly prepped yeah. for it. None. Uh, it's it's close, and I think, yeah, it, it, it'll be one of the best horses anime that I've ever seen, personally, or, but that's not coming from it much. It's exactly. Coming from a, it's we, coming from two 20-year-olds. We put a who, massive asterisk over that. Yeah. So don't come at us and be like, oh, what about Maccabi Diva? What about Winx? What about this? Of course, Winx was the greatest horse to ever live. but Not our generation. It's a generation before slightly us. Slightly before our time. Yep. So, of course, we agree that Winx is the goat, but we're mm-hmm. talking about the horses that we've seen. Yep. So, on to the listener questions now. Lockie Howard asks, is alligator blood a moral for the All-Star Mile if it is dry? Not a moral. Never a moral. Um, good chance. I'd like to see the rest of the prep leading into the All-Star Mile, see how the other horses go. Like I said before, I'm Thunderstruck is still a chance. Well, we're two still- weeks out. Two weeks out, so we've got a few of the competitors still to run. Yep. I'm Thunderstruck. I'm not too sure if it'll have another run before All-Star Mile. I believe Alligator Blood's going straight there, but horses like your Tuvalu's uh, and a lot of the rest of the field are having at least one more run before the big one. I don't think it's a moral, put it that way. That's that's my answer to the question. I don't think it's a moral. I think it's a good chance and probably one of the best chances, but definitely not a moral. I think moral's very far-fetched. Uh, and speaking of morals, um, he also asks, is learning to fly and red resistance both morals come this Saturday? I'm against red resistance, which I'll talk about a bit later. I think learning to fly is a moral. I think... The M word. It's a moral. Moral. I think red resistance is a decent chance, but I'm choosing against it. And 
if both of these two win, these two are obviously going to be the favourites leading to the slipper. Yep. And one of them wins the slipper if they both win, I think. If not, Putnam Jubilee, baby. Fair enough. And uh, Rudd29 asks, great question, very good question here. When a commentator says a horse is over racing, what does that mean and how can you tell? So essentially punters... We just spoke about it a bit with Shelby66, I guess you'd say. Uh, a little bit, over uh, racing. Yeah, a, a little bit. That's over racing in the prep racing too many times. But um, when a commentator mid-race says, oh, they're over racing, it means that essentially the horse wants to go faster than the jockey's letting it. So the horse is chomping at the bit like, yeah, let's go, let's sprint. But they're still 1,400 metres away from the post and the jockey has to be like, no, calm down hold it back, and then, of course, that whole struggle between horse and jockey dispels quite a lot of energy from the horse, meaning that it can't run to the line as fast as it could have. So that's essentially what it means when a horse is over-racing and why it's not that good of a sign. Typically, when you over-race, you don't go on to win because you've used all your energy yep. wrestling with your jockey. So great question, Rudd29. Really good question. I'd love to see more questions like that come from the listeners about horse racing terminology that isn't common knowledge, but... That's what it is. And so, Nick, anything else to discuss before we get into the tips? Straight into it, boys. All right. We ask you, though, Spotify, if you're listening, give us a follow. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a subscribe, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. Give us a five-star rating. We're starting to build them, I believe, combined with Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're over the 50. We've gotten to the 50 mark. We're raising the bat. Uh, but get us to 100. That's what we want. Our next goal, get us to over 100 five-star ratings. It'll really help us. It'll help us start charting again like we did in the spring. It'll just help us grow astronomically. So please, if you're listening right now and you haven't already, whack that five-star review button. And Nick, quick shout-out to our good friends at Dabble. Yeah, of course. Dabble is the Aussie-owned bookie that we're on and we're loving it. Any bets that we mentioned in this podcast, use their unique system of the copy bet feature. Put the bet on yourself and, yeah, any multis we say, you don't have to go find the legs. We put them straight in. And then you click one button and it's in your uh, bet slip and you just put on your stake and it's as easy as that. 100%. Over 16,000 other punters are following us on Dabble and winning with us each and every week. Uh, if you want to be getting on, now's the time because, you know, Golden Slipper in a couple of weeks. After that, it's the championships. And, of course, AFL season coming back. We are very heavy AFL punters. A lot of bets, a lot of multis will be going up and hopefully a lot of green ticks. So if you're not already on Dabble, Click the link in the show notes or just download the Dabble app. And when you're signing up, please use the code THEMOCKSPORTS to let them know we sent you. And it helps support us, makes us look really good in their eyes. So if you want to support us, download Dabble, follow us, the Mock Sports when you put in and you sign up and come win with us this racing and footy season. All right, mate, track report for Sydney. A couple of drizzles here and there, but the track is currently a good four. Sorry, good four. And shouldn't be getting any worse than soft five if that. I'd be very surprised if we even get to a soft five, um, let alone further than that. So it'll be soft five or good four racing come Saturday. The rail's also at six metres for the entire circuit, so leaders will have a slight advantage on the day. But horses should be getting mostly a fair chance. But like I said, six metres is a long way out. The leaders will definitely have an advantage, especially if they've drawn the inside. Uh, race one, 1,600 metres. Thank God, no highway this week. We're straight into the midways. And, Nick, I'll let you take this one. I'll be on your horse, cheerful legend, but you can give the full rundown. It's your horse, mate. Take it away. Oh, there's not much left to say. Obviously, it won last week. Um, we get Dill Gibbons on board, 1.5 kilo claim, and I think that's a good omen in itself. Our first um, 
podcast guest and yeah, great bloke Dill. Um, yeah, been running real well lately, obviously. Um, don't have much to say about it. It's a great horse. Winning the midways really well. Starts off as favourite here. P- picks a decent barrier. Um, yeah, whole camp's pretty confident. And yeah, we're pretty confident at home. So yeah, $5.50, $2.15. Easy bet. First up. Holy stuff. Watch it fly. Good. Race two of the 1,200 metres. Group two here with the Todman Stakes. Another great race. Big telling point leading into the Golden Slipper. 100%. Um, Red Resistance is your favourite here. Undefeated Colt. Just ran a trial at 800 metres, winning by a whopping six lengths. Um, both wins against decent fields. The first win was in front of Steel City and the last one in front of King's Gambit, um, which is real good form to go off. And then, yeah, will be real tough to beat and is the deserved favourite for a reason. Cylinder is another one to have a look at. Great win last week week in front of King's Gambit again. And Platinum Jubilee, who's a real good chance, is my tip for the slipper. Um, will be the major danger for the favourite, and I think will be close. J-Mac on board is always a positive. Um, Empire of Japan. Now, genuine overs for this horse, I think. 100%. In this small field, should be around the 8 to $9 mark at least. Didn't have a terrible run in the Magic Millions and still a decent chance against this field. Was the favourite for the slipper... Not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Started favourite in the Magic Millions, was favourite in the market for the slipper and is now out to $14 just in the uh, lead-up race. Interesting. If you want a value play, this is where my money would be for the race. Zach Purton also comes down from Hong Kong and is one of the world's best jockey. It's a positive sign. Uh, my major play for this race will be a trifecta with these three. Obviously, not going to pay major money with a small field, but however, still pays more confidence in the favourite. So um, that's going to be my... Confident play in the race. Still more value. Um, yeah. What's the top tip though? If I had to be with one, it's going to be Cylinder for me. Ooh. At $2.90. I think that win last week in front of King's Gambit and Platinum Jubilee, it's going to be a real good race. But I think it'll be real close between Red Resistance and Cylinder. But um, I'm going to edge with Cylinder here. Fair enough. Uh, like you mentioned, small field size. Really disappointed with the field sizes for the Tobin and the Riesling. Considering just how common it is for the horses to go on the win the slipper two weeks later because it's the most common Prime. possession. You're you know, up. Two weeks. That's genuinely... It's where you get your fitness. It's generally how horses go or race every two weeks unless you're Shelby 66 like we said earlier. But so many slipper winners have come from the Todman. Lonro, um, Piero. Um, oh, plenty of them. I had the list remembered, but now I don't. Um I believe Animo also run this race to end up coming second in the slipper as well. I believe, like I said, I thought I memorised it. Apparently I didn't. But, um, yeah, it's just weird to me. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not a horse trainer. I don't know. But considering that a lot of horses now are going to be going into the slipper either on the week back up or three weeks into the run, some of them are going to go in a month into the run. Just weird to me. I don't know. But, you know, I'm a punter. I'm not a trainer. Um, Red Resistance could honestly walk in backwards potentially if the leader's bias comes to pass. But do you want to be taking him that short? I do not. Like you said, Empire of Japan at $14 sticks out to me. Uh, but is he a 1,200-meter horse? That's what we're going to find out this weekend. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I'm off him for the slipper if he doesn't perform here because this will be the telling point if he's a genuine slipper contender because he needs to be able to run a strong 1,200. If not, he's miler in waiting. I reckon he's spring guineas horse all over him in the spring guineas races. But, um, yeah, losing J-Mac to Cylinder sucks. But, like you said, Zach Purton, probably second best jockey in the world behind J-Mac. So, I'd rather have him to upset the $1.75 with Red Resistance here. So, like I said, Red Resistance, best horse in the race, should be winning. 
but $14 on Empire of Japan is a better bet in my opinion. So I'll be on EOJ here in the second. Go again in the third, the 1,200-metre Riesling Stakes. Looking to fly, the favourite here. Two starts with two wins. Last start in the English Millennium. One by a nose to Blanc to Blanc. Great run and a great race from Learning to Fly. Sat back and ran right around them to beat them in the last 50 metres. Extra 100 metres here would just be better for her and she'll be hard to beat. Um, the only other two chances are the two that fell behind her in the same race. Kundala, Kundala, Kundalini. Kundalini. Kundalini, sorry, and uh, Fasile. Um, Kundalini finished third in the English Millennium and ran well. Should push to the front and lead. Second best chance, in my opinion. Uh, Fasile has the 1,200-meter form to go off, but still no chance for learning to fly. My tip, learning to fly, giving it a moral status. Shouldn't lose, $1.70. Fair enough. You've gone the big M word. Uh, learning to fly, like I said, genuinely. Top slipper seed for me, personally. Best horse in the race. But I just can't have my money on a two-year-old at $1.65. I'll go with my... Um, English Millennium tip that was Kundalini. Like you said, it was only a nose behind it in the end. I think she was super without winning. Chased really, really hard. Should eat up the 1,200 metres. Also, the form behind Blank to Blank has been ticked off as it had a pleasing run last week at the 1,200. So I think Kundalini should see out the distance perfectly. I'd rather have a throw at the stumps with the $4.50 price tag instead of the $1.65. A big call from you to say learning a flies a moral, mate. Going to call it here, mate. It's, it's a good horse and it, it ran real well. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it and I'm going to call it a moral. Fair enough. Race four, 2,000 metre mark. Sulcum goes around. The jury is well and truly out on Sulcum. Was lame first up, which is a big forgive for the reason that it ran so poorly. Uh, but the fact that the horses pull up lame always tells me not to get on next start. I always like to have a look at them before they run the next start when they pull up lame. Um, so I'm going to watch him go around without my money here. As well as the fact that he'll probably more than likely miss the start. Because if you don't know, punters, he has a very nasty habit of missing the start, which he did, of course, first up as well. Um, combine that with the wide barrier. He will likely give them a large start. Combine that with the fact that the 2,000-metre start at Randwick is pretty hard at the best of times for back markers and wide barriers. Because if you don't know this, punters, when they jump, they are straight into a sharp turn into the back straight. So basically, the 2,000-metre start is halfway on the turn around the circle. Yep. So usually that's why the 2,000 metres at Randwick favours your leaders or your horses that are drawn softly towards the fence because they don't have to do as much work to get around and get a good position because they're super wide on the turn. So he'll have to hope for a very cushy suck run to try and run them all down. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm all over Sacramento here. Told you, rails at six metres. Favours leaders with the um, soft draws on a regular day, let alone with the rail out six metres. So I think Sacramento is going to jump on the bunny here, get to the front, make them work really hard. He's going to be the one that they have to run down. I just don't think they will. Shouldn't have to do too much work to find his way to the front from the fifth barrier as long as he jumps clean. Um, $3.80, like I said, all over him. Sacramento for me. I agree, mate. Everything you just said was written down on my notes and everything I have to say is agreed. So take us to the next one, mate. Lovely stuff. Race 5, 11... 100 metres, Troach and Felix Majestic will provide the speed in the race, while Economics Cote, Lady Laguna and Zuccarino will all find themselves parked right behind them. Uh, the pace should be quite fast as well, which can help those who are just off the pace with cover, and that's exactly what Midnight in Tokyo should be. So I'm going to be all over this girl as I was in the winter, as she was absolutely getting up for me left, right and centre. She finished the um, prep with a down-the-track run behind In Secret and Zugotcha. She wasn't up to that class. This is a much easier field to be getting through here. Um, 
Only downside is that she's never seen a dry deck. So if we have that on Saturday, which we should, that's the great unknown. But if she handles the dry deck, I think $18 to win $4.40 to place is overs. I think Midnight in Tokyo to place, great play. I'll definitely be in each way at those massive odds. So Midnight in Tokyo for me in the fifth. I'm going Dash and Legend here. I think $7 and $2.30 for a place is pretty good. Um, each way odds. But yeah, great great run last week. Um, at Canterbury, won pretty easily. 1.5 lengths and then... Yeah, it's looking pretty nice. I'm going to go with that one in the fifth. As we head over to the sixth, the 1,000-meter sprint in the Highland Colour Challenge Stakes, mate. Great race, this. Got a lot to say about this one. You've Good got field. Giga Kick, obviously your Everest winner last year. Running is your favorite, $2.40. And I think I know what you have to say. Do you want to give a quick word on Giga Kick before I get into the other runners? Get the beat ready. I'd rather have the censorship <laughs> ready. I hate him. Ruined Everest day for me. Uh, but he does look to be a good horse in waiting. Um, he could win a group one this year. Um, but I'm undecided on him. I think I need to see more from him, like I said, when he won the Everest. Uh, one good run does not make a good horse. Uh, he went and failed to fire down the Flemington Strait, but it was very unclear. He was stuck in a lot of traffic. Now gets back around the bend here at the track that he won the Everest at. So he could come out and win this weekend. My money won't be on him. Like I said, could be a group one winner in rating in waiting. But I think the same thing for Remark. That's why I'm going to be on Remark. Absolutely spanked the field last start at this track and distance. Of course, it's a whole new kettle of fish. fish. Much harder field here. But I think since he was gelded, he's a completely new horse. I don't think him hanging with this class is out of the question anymore, um, as it would have been probably a year ago. Uh, happy to take him at $4.60 over the likes of Giga Kick and Eduardo. Big call, but I think Remark can hang with the big boys now. Yeah, Eduardo scares me. I think Eduardo is going to be the exact same as... Um Nature's trip just getting a bit too old. Think getting, he's too tired now? Yeah, getting getting there. Then again, it's proved me wrong many times. Um This is probably the first time that I'm not an, on Eduardo when Nature Trip's not facing him. Yeah, honestly. So I I'm on Remark as well. Obviously, Black booked very early on in in um his career, but since his gelding he's just been amazing. Holy horse. Honestly, he's won us plenty of money. I remember um back in spring we backed him in the which race was it? The um I forget which one it was, actually. I forget which one it was. I can have a look at... I right backed now. it. I don't know if you backed it. I can look, because we were at the track. I can quickly look at it right now. Ramwick. Remark. Um, October 1st. October 1st, yeah. Epsom Day. Epsom uh, Day. He won a uh, Benchmark 94, and he absolutely ran really, really well. Smashed them. Yeah, I remember that. And that, I think he was paying... Oh, what was he paying, I think? He was paying uh, about the same price as he. Yeah, four twenty at the jump. Yeah. Loading up pretty similar, and I think he's going to win again here. So yeah, remarks going to be my tip for the for the challenge stakes. Do you have anything to say about Giga Kick and how it can potentially run? Yeah, I, I I'd like to say the same as you. I'd like to see how Giga Kick goes in this race. Um, I just my money can't be there for two dollars forty. If it gets into the three dollar mark, it can entertain me. But two dollars under three dollars, it's the point where I'm like. Getting a bit nervous. Yeah, I'll say just quickly, the it's very funny looking at the prize money with these horses. Uh, you've got Eduardo at seven point eight million, multiple time Group One winner, been going around for years, winning big races, and Giga Kick, the five start three year old, seven point two million because of that Everest win. Only takes an Everest win to get your prize money up massively. So six starts compared to thirty one starts, and he's only earned six hundred thousand less. It's crazy. The uh, magic of the Everest day, but we move on. Race seven and eight, that's the tip-off. So we go straight to race nine at the mile, straight to the point. Going to be with Roots. She's too consistent not to back here. She ran super first up without winning. Proved to me that she can go in the dry, which I 
had a query about. So I'm happy to be on here. $2.20, Roots for me in the ninth. Yeah, I'm on Roots as well. I think she looks great horse. Um, coming up from coming up from Melbourne, she's looked a lot better. Obviously, third, first start behind Electric Girl and Expat. Two great horses. So, yeah, it's going to be one of my good ones. So $2.20 into race nine as we go into the last... 1,200 metres in the last of the day at Ramwick. Sky commands your favourite here at $3.40. One last start and a trial as well. Um, one pretty nicely as well. Just one length in front of Waihaha Falls. One of those good horses that we love. But I'm going to be with Written Beauty here. Um, love this horse. Backed it very many times. $10 for the win, $2.90 for a place. Going to give it a go here in the last. Craig Williams on board. Let's go. Fair enough. Uh, Pokeray Karay for me. Spewing I wasn't on last start when she won at $19. But she was very nice for our quaddy. If only we hadn't lost on the last leg like we typically do. Uh, she loves the track, the conditions, the distance. She should get a nice run with cover for the most part, then turn and burn down the straight. She's got exceptional turn of foot for the benchmark rank. So I think she'll be finishing off the day with a win here. $6.50 to win, $2.20 to place. Each way on Pokeray Karay for me to finish off the Randwick card. Very nice, mate. All right, mate. Setting the tip off. All right, tip off time. We're uh, still very much so neck and neck because we keep tipping the exact same horses. The only difference was um, the fact that In Secret got a place over Zoo Gotcha and the fact that uh, Blank de Blank was paying more than Kundalini in the US Millennium. Other than that, we've tipped just about the same horse for every race. Uh, I will give a quick shout-out to my girlfriend, Miss Mock, Claire. She'd be spanking us in the tip-off if uh, she was involved. She's tipped Little Bros at $10 and $3 to place. She tipped Cool and Gatter at $7 and $2.50 to place. Yeah. Uh, she's on fire. So we got to start catching up, mate. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's get into it. The Australian Guineas at uh, Flemington. Is it race seven on the card, I believe? Correct. Uh, let's get into it, mate. you got Jackano, the favourite. Elliptical, Mr. Maestro, Virtuous Circle, The Fortune Teller, Bank Mar, Amenable, Elkington Road, Muramasa, Maximilius, Holy Man's Attrition, Legato coming over from across the Dutch, uh, Laced Up Heels and Japanese Emperor, 17 horse field. Who have you got and why? Go on Attrition here. Jamie Carr, $8.50, $2.60 for a place. Three-year-old cult, looking very nice. Um, form behind Elliptical. Last start, fifth place, but was pretty close. It was a pretty tight field there. But, yeah, coming out of Geelong and some of those sand down runs, good horse. Going to go with it here. Australian Guineas. Let's go. Fair enough. Uh, I'm taking on Jack and O. I'm, I reckon the 11th barrier, a bit too tricky here. $2.30, too short for my liking. Would have liked to see it, at, you know, the $3 mark for such an open race. Yep. It's just bounced off a Group 1 win off the protest, and it'll be the rock-hard fit horse of the race. But I'd rather be on elliptical. $6.50 to win, $2.25 to place. First up run was huge, and that was over the 1,400-metre mark. Finished and flew over them. Very impressive. Barrier 13 there was super wide the whole trip. Uh, Also owned by um, what used to be one of my favourite players for the Western Bulldogs, Lockie Hunter. He's uh, now left us and is a bit of a trader, but... uh, Lockie Hunter knows how to buy a good horse. He's owned about four or five Group 1 winners now. This can make him he's, uh, yet another one because he's come second in multiple Group 1s as well. Of course, second behind Sharp and Smart in the Spring Champion Stakes and also second behind Golden Mile in the Caulfield Guineas. Uh, a lot of people forget that this horse, before it got slightly injured and ended up uh, getting scratched, wanted to race in the Cox Plate. 
last year. Wanted to be, you know, do an animo and be a three-year-old in the Cox Plate. And I'm not saying that it would have run really good in that, but it's the great unknown. But it's come back and shown some great form since then. So who knows how it would have gone in the Cox Plate. But I think it'll come here, stamp its foot as one of the best three-year-olds in the country. Much better gate here in the second. Blake Shin on board, $6.50 to win, $2.25 each way. Elliptical for me in the Australian Guineas. Very nice. All right, mate, we head back to Randwick. Canterbury Stakes. Uh, this one has been thrown in the air a bit because the odds-on favourite, Zaki, not there. He's back in the paddock. And then all of a sudden, Imperatriz says, I'm not going to the Newmarket Handicap first up. I'm going to the Canterbury Stakes. And she is a supreme talent that rounds out a very good field. Cascadian, Artorias, Kerwin's Lane, Lombardo, Converge, Old Flame, Quantico, Electric Girl, Argentia, and Golden Mile joins Imperatriz in what should be a very hotly contested race. Who have you got and why? Tough one. I'm really, really concerned about the favourite, but I'm going against it. Artorias and Golden Mile are two that I tossed up for a very, very long time. Zach Purton doesn't come down to Australia very often. No, he does not. And to ride this horse is very big. Specifically for this horse. Yes, and it's it's really catching my eye. But um, I'm going to go Golden Mile. To bounce back. Yeah, bounce back off that second place at Rose Hill. I think it's a good chance, and... Going to be where my money's going to lie for this race. So, uh, Golden Mile for me. Fair enough. Um, usually, I don't know a lot about these New Zealand horses, but I actually did watch Imperatriz uh, win last start because um, I had some money on. I was getting bored in that uh, little break that we had in between the races at Randwick a couple of weeks ago when, unfortunately, um, Tom Markle went down. thought, let's get on the New Zealand races. I got on Imperatriz, and oh, my God, she was super impressive. Absolutely smashed them. Not even a riderless horse could... Um, Beat it. Uh, the jockey had fallen off the horse. And, you know, usually those horses go on to win the race because there's no weight on their back. But Imperatriz smashed that horse as well. Absolutely flew away from them. So I was super impressed at that point. $1.90, I don't love that. I'd like to see it get out to $2 before race day. But uh, J-Max got on him for a reason. Sorry, on her for a reason. Super talented. I think she can go far in Australia if she uh, sticks over here for a few starts. So Imperatriz will have my money. Very nice. Move on to the Randwick Guineas, mate. Race 8, Randwick, Manzois, Osipenko, Aft Cabin, Zoo Tiger, Machalate, Williamsburg, Primito, Communist, Lindemann, Attrition. Uh, he will... Um, I haven't heard the official word if he is staying in Melbourne or coming here. I think he'll be staying in Melbourne. But unsure currently. Hollywood Hero and uh, Cut on a Dime. Uh, so, Nick, thoughts on a face value? Great race. Um, your two favourites going to be battling it out. Ozapenko and Alf Cabin. I think it's going to be a good race. Both have beaten each other very recently. Um, I'm going to go with Ozapenko again. Tipped it last start. One last start. I'm not sure what I tipped on the potty. I think it was double digits when I still tipped no, it. No, I believe it was uh, 7.50. Okay. Um, but yeah, $7. Uh, it, it jumped at 8, sorry. So yeah, good win for me. Going to go with it again here. $4.50 for the win. Yeah, it should eat up the mile, shouldn't it? It was really strong through the line to get its nose over um, the rest of them in that 1,400-metre Hobartville stakes, eh? Yeah, 100%. It was a great run, and yeah, pretty pretty confident on this one, to be honest. I think it's one of my better ones that I like, and um, yeah, going to be chucking a bit of money on it. All right. I'm going to say it. In my opinion, Aft Cabin is just a three-year-old. I don't think there's anything super special about him. When he won first up, everyone went the early crow and said, oh, he's the next animo. They said the same thing about Espiona and Winks. 
please. Uh, Shaw, sure, after Kevin can come out in here and win, won't have my money on it. I don't think he's going to live up to be anything super amazing. Shaw sure, could get the win here, but I think people are too heavily invested in him. Like you said, Osipenko really strong in the 1,400 metres and should eat up the 1,600 metres. I'm going with something similar. The horse that finished third behind Osipenko there, Matcha Latte, really strong for the line, had the best last 600 metre splits of the race, so ran home faster than Osipenko did. Just couldn't get its nose over the line, of course. The margin was a bare 0.3 lengths. $9.50 to win, $2.60 each way. You know, it's a good chance for Machilade to get a Group 1. It's placed in a few of them before. So now it's time to get its Group 1 win. And Tommy Sherry getting a Group 1 win, that'd be good to see as well. He doesn't often win the big races. But yeah, I reckon value is where to look in this race. I just don't think after Kevin gets the win. Fair enough. Anything else to touch on, mate, before we go to the rest of the segments? Nothing else for me to, to touch on. All um, right, mate. It's good that we've finally split. We've split on all three races, so there should definitely be some change in the leaderboard this week as we head to Around the Grounds. Have you found anything, mate? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I've got race six, um, your favourite. You've got Opal Ridge. I'm, I know this horse very well. Yes, Flemington, sorry. $6 for the win, $2.25 for a place. Should eat it up. I know it's a it's a it's a favourite at six dollars. It's a very hard race, very big field, but yeah, this is a great horse. Had a great prep um, last prep, and yeah, looks good for me. Um, I don't really have anything else except for the last. I've got she's all class. Drops back in class quite a bit. Benchmark ninety, thirteen dollar and three dollars forty for a place. So I'll tip her here. So yeah. That's me for around the grounds. Fair enough. Flemington race six. Great minds think alike. I'm on Oprah Ridge as well. Race nice. eight. Gentleman Roy, of course, the horse that uh, thought we won the CFO stakes, but no. Jack and I won on protest. Uh, $3. It'll be, um, you know, ready and ripping to get a win and make up for the fact that it lost on protest. And in the last, I'm with Jumbuck. $3.20 to win. Love this horse. It has uh, been a black book that's proved me. Sorry. It's done very well for me, especially down the Flemington Strait. Loves the Flemington Strait. Last two starts, it's absolutely smoked them down the straight. So I think it is a good thing in the last. As we move on to the quaddy, mate, we finally hit one again. Ooh. Last week, of course, pay attention to the Mock Sports on Instagram because it was our revised quaddy after scratchings. We put it up, made sure, got it up. I believe it paid 550 in the end. So hopefully we can keep the momentum going and get another one this week, eh? 100%. So race seven, got your favourite... Imperiates, uh, Golden Mile, Artorias, and Lobato. Race 8, you've got your tip, Matcha Latte, Ozopenko, my tip, Aft Cabin, and Williamsburg. Who we got in the last two? Race 9, we've got Roots, Banana Queen, Bellatrix Black, and Cliffs Art. Race 10, we've got Sky Command, Poe Ray, Promise of Success, and your tip, Written Beauty, to finish it off. $50 gets you 19.5%, mate. And uh, hopefully, gets up for you when we go two on the trot. 100%. All right, mate. Best bets, time. You're on the board, I'm on the board, I'm two and one, you're one and two. So let's see if we can start to even up that leaderboard. And it's a long, long year to come still to see who's going to be the best best bet tipper. Who's your best bet and why? Loan the fly, moral in my eyes, called it, seventy. Nothing's beating it. Short field, it's going to win. Fair enough. Uh, I'm on Sacramento as my best bet. You know, I want to get away from those uh, $1.70, $1.80 chances I've been tipping as the best bet. $3.80 as my best bet. I'm really confident on it. Um, like, for all the reasons I gave, I said uh, the 2,000-meter mark at Randwick really benefits those leaders with soft draws. Sacramento should get to the front and 
I don't think anything's running it down, not even Sulcum. So Sacramento is going to be my best bet of the day anywhere in the country. Very nice. All right, mate, let it ride as well. We finally got off the mark. Took us a while, but Animo got the chockies for us. So we're up to $17. If you started with $10, you're up to $170. If you started with $100, of course, we encourage you to start with whatever you were comfortable with. But uh, who have we got this week? Oz Penko for a place, $1.75. We're both pretty confident it'll be there in the top three. Should be in the finish. And, yeah, very, very confident on this. 1,400 metres ran really well. Extra 200 metres, going to hit the line really well. Does a win at places. That's what. That's why I look at it. Um, Ozapenko for a place, dollar seventy five, and that'll get us up even more money. Yep, should get you to around the uh, twenty nine dollar mark or two hundred ninety dollar mark, whatever you started with. So hopefully we can take it all the way to autumn and see where we end up now that we've uh, got the monkey off the back and we're off and running. Uh, but apart from that, mate, it's time to sign off. Yeah, thanks for giving us a listen, guys. Uh, give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud, Spotify, or subscribe if you're on Apple or Google or Amazon Podcast. And above all else, just tell your friends about us. Get us out there. Do what you can. If you're from TikTok and you're here to abuse, get away. <laughs> yeah, but um, more people listen, the more we grow. So, yeah, thanks really. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. 100%. Couldn't have, uh, couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Uh, we got a lot of good content coming your way leading into the AFL season. And like I said, slipper in two weeks. That's going to be a lot of content. You got the championships in a few weeks, not a few weeks after that. Big, big things coming for the rest of the carnival. So make sure to tune in each and every week for all the tips. But apart from that, gamble responsibly. We'll see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the hundred. Crone goes up the inside and Crone.